What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. Reminder, I am Pat, here with my wife, Julia. How's everybody doing this week? Hopefully everyone is having a good week. Hope everybody is having a good week. Julia and I are in our freezing cold, rainy apartment right now in Philadelphia. It's raining. It is raining. It is raining. Uh, We're still well we aren't really because we're on the julie and i are on the ninth floor of an apartment building but um the city is still rebuilding still getting out of uh hurricane ida which hit uh here last week some of our family dealt with a little bit of damage stuff going on um and then there was really bad flooding nearby us um since then there's been some nice days but actually it's it's back raining again today yeah east coast well it was nice yeah it's been nice yeah it's been hurricane is here at all anymore no it's no now we're just getting different rainstorms not the hurricane anymore but julie and i we were actually down the beach um this past weekend for uh labor day we were down there with julia's family um celebrating labor day and then actually celebrating well kind of celebrating um rosh hashanah um with her family so yeah, shout out to all the Jewish people listening. Shout out. Shout out to you guys. Um, I feel like every now and then we always talk about like, or we always talk about what kind of funk or mood we're in. And I feel like when I'm in it and we're talking about it, I'm like, do I say this a lot? That we're, I'm like so stressed out and so anxious and all of like, is that just like how I am as a person? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, baby. Mm, what do you think? Um, I do think sometimes it is how you are as a person. Mm. I think, I don't really know what I think. I wasn't expecting that question <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as we were recording here. Yeah. But. I, um, I think because there's, we have so much going on, um, it's, it's just been like so stressful and kind of wanting certain things to be done with and off of my list and mm-hmm. which kind of sucks to say, because that's like not how I should be like living life at the same time. Yeah. Which is kind of what think, our episode is about today. But. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and get into happiness and a good deep dive into happiness on this episode. But I think one thing that Julie and I, and I think a lot of folks are still feeling, I mean, obviously, you know, this, this pandemic COVID is still going on. It's been, um, heck, I, what is it? 18 months now at this point almost. And I think just adjusting to life, it's been, not that it's new, but it's been ongoing a challenge. And the light at the end of the tunnel that we're all kind of looking and waiting for seems like it's just being, as we get closer to it, it seems like it's backing up further and further. Well, I have, and, I mean, if we're going to get into it, I have like a thing I wanted to read about that, but are we there yet? Sure, if you want to, about what? About what you're talking about. Yeah, so I think it's just been, and then plus, you know, I think the added stress for us and like everybody has just some stuff around like for us, the wedding, for moving, for, you know, so I, I just think that funk that you're talking about, I think we are seeing it more and more with ourselves and we're seeing it and hearing about it more and more from other people. Yeah. And I wanted to read something about it, but before we get into it, we'll just kind of give you guys a little life update. Nothing really too much to update you on. Still planning a wedding. Still planning a Still wedding. Still going. We are, we are not there yet. Just over a month away. 
Yeah. Yes. Just over a month away. Actually, by the time this episode airs, it will be under a month. Under a month. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, true. We are recording this a little bit early, so it will be... It will be... No, it won't. It'll be a month. It'll be almost a It'll month. be a month. Yeah. So... But uh, yeah, this week, actually, we are actually for the next week and a half, we are dog free. Mm. Um, I talked about on my story, some of you wanted to know more and I said I would elaborate. So I will elaborate here. We have Willow in a two week board and train and I'm excited about it. She's away for two weeks and basically, you know, we are doing this three-week training when our wedding and we're going away after the wedding so for that we had it already booked but because we're moving at the end of the month we were like we kind of just need willow to like get out of the house and um it'd be nice for her to get some training in because she really doesn't have training like we want her to have other than what we've done by ourselves um so that's where she is and it's called Nora's dog training and it's in new jersey mm-hmm. so she's there yeah, we are, um, we've gotten some updates from the training facility. Willow's doing well. She's loving it. One thing from when we got her, um, just focused on like socialization with her. And when we talked to the uh, trainer that's working with her, um, it, he was telling us how like Willow is so excited every time she sees these other dogs and like having so much fun, which I think was reassuring to us because, you know, I think there's some horror stories out there about you know, dropping your dog off at a training facility. I mean, she's at dog school, which yeah. is, you know, good. And, and we didn't know how she was going to be. But hearing that she is enjoying it, you know, there's a couple things that we're hoping that they train her on. You know, nothing that serious, but just given the fact that she's a big dog, um, everything she does is, like, blown out of proportion. So, like, even yeah. something as simple as, like, you know, when she gets excited and sees people, like, if she jumps up onto people, like, she is face-to-face. Now, yeah. so many dogs do that, but if they're down at, like, your knee or at your hip, not that big of a deal. You can kind of just shove them away. Yeah. Now, when she jumps, she's in your face. So, just yeah. something we, we need to get professionally trained uh, her not to do that because Julie and I, we do not have that yeah. skill set. so, actually, I got a message on Instagram, and somebody was like, this is going to come off as rude and whatever, but they decided to just tell me anyway that they... I think they were genuinely trying to learn about why we are sending our dog away for training and spending, you know, it's a lot of money mm-hmm. and spending money to do it. And she, this person was kind of like, you know, I don't understand why people do this when if you get a dog, you should be the one training it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we did a lot of training with Willow when she was young. Like Pat said, there are things like she's a hundred pounds when she jumps yeah. on you. I can't really control her, you know, with the pulling on the leash and an elevator and people, some people don't like dogs. Some people are intimidated by her. So mm-hmm. to get a professional to like, it's not like we're sending her away because we don't want to deal with it. This is how it's done. Some trainers want them to be overnight for a few weeks because that gets the most, you know, beneficial training out of them. So that mm-hmm. is just kind of like the approach we went. And because we need her to be away for the week that we get married and our wedding and that stuff, it made sense to also have her stay you know, get trained while she's away. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny perspective of that person to say, you wanted this dog, you should be the one doing it. Something like that. And it's just not the case at all. It's like, we bought a car. Doesn't mean I'm going to be the one fixing it. Or if I hurt my leg, I'm not the one doing the surgery. I've got to go to a specialist. Or 
it's like, oh, I need to eat some food. I'm going to go to a restaurant or yeah, go to a grocery store. It's kind of like, like you have to deal with it because it's your problem. But it's like people are trainers out there. This is what they do well, for you're, a living. And- you're taking, we're taking Willow to experts, like people who yeah. work and have trained with dogs. The woman who is like the head trainer there, she is my guess mid sixties. Um, I don't think she listens to this, so I don't, I don't know how old <laughs> she is, but that. maybe she's a little older than that. She's been training and working with dogs since she was a teenager, so and she is like she an expert told at us this. That she has owned a bunch of Great Danes, and there's you know. Yeah, which is even more fitting for Willow because obviously that's she's a Great Dane. So it it it's just we're we're taking her to an expert because there's stuff going on that we're just like we don't know how to do this, and um, yeah. so it it's it's been. Uh, nice knowing that she's having a good time. She's having fun. Yeah. Hopefully she's learning. It's been a good little time for Julia and I as well because it's given us some freedom back. And, you know, we, we do both get in bed every night and talk about how much we miss Willow. And yeah. kind of like... We have to be out of our apartment at the end of the month. So we're really like have a lot to do. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on from that. Yeah. That was um, a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. So that is just really all. We're life update. That's it. We're moving. We haven't started, and by the time you hear this, hopefully we have a little more because that'll be like two weeks away. Um, and my bachelorette party is, um, you know, in a few weeks. So as soon as I get back from that, we will basically be have to have to be out of this apartment. Mm-hmm. All great timing. We've already talked about that. Anyway, we should just get into it. Yeah. So I wanted to read this thing because I was talking on my stories about how I just was so sluggish not even like not motivated, just kind of like really in my head about stuff and really stressed out with the wedding. And especially because of, you know, COVID is one thing, but it's kind of just like lately these days, everybody is in your ear with their own opinion and they have something to say about everything. And dealing with still having our wedding lately has just been like extra stressful. So I put on my stories that I was just kind of like overwhelmed, not feeling myself. And I got an overwhelming response of people that felt the same way. Um, so this one girl who, um, I'm kind of friends with through social media, she sent me this account basically reiterating my feeling and it was the, the account is shit you should care about, which you guys might follow that account. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read it to you. It says, there's a name for the blah you're feeling. It's called lang, languishing, 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 L-A-N-G-U-I-S-H-I-N-G. The neglected middle child of mental health can dull your motivation and focus, and it may be the dominant emotion of 2021. At first, I didn't recognize a symptom that we all had in common. Friends mentioned that they were having trouble concentrating. Colleagues reported that even when va- with vaccines on the horizon, they weren't excited about 2021. A family member was saying, was staying up late to watch National Treasure again, even though she knew the movie by heart, and instead of bouncing out of the bed at 6 a.m., I was laying there till 7, playing words with friends. I wasn't burnout. We still had energy. It wasn't depression. It didn't feel hopeless. Just feel somewhat joyless and aimless. It turns out there's a name for that. Languishing. I think that's how you say it. Hmm. So I'll just read this little thing. It just says languishing. If that's how you say it, I hope that's how you say it. It's a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield, and it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. I feel like that is exactly how I've been feeling. Kind of like you have these goals, or for me, I have these goals, I have these things I want to do. I'm working hard-ish every day to try and get somewhere. Almost feels like nothing is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And then you have like stress about like 
the wedding and normal stuff in life and, you know, everything. And you're trying to, like, enjoy it. But also, there's just, like, this fog. That's how I'm... And it's funny, or actually probably not funny. It's interesting because when Julie and I, and I think we've started talking about this a little bit more and more on the podcast, which that when we bring it up on the podcast, that means we interact with it more in our day-to-day lives and uh, in-person conversations. Because when we talk about this stuff, other people have come to us saying, I'm feeling that way too. Or, oh, that's a you know, how you guys talked about it was exactly how I'm feeling or that's not how I'm feeling. Here's how I'm feeling. And it's been, I think, inspiring maybe hearing how many people are feeling this way. And, um, just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's because there is a little bit of like an alone feeling in it of like, why am I feeling this way? Is it only me? Am I the only person who who can't get out of bed or doesn't want to get out of bed or can't accomplish what I want to accomplish? And the, the simple answer to that is no, that this is such a popular thing going on. Um, you know, the thing that Julia just read, talking about it being the, the primary feeling right now in 2021, that a lot of people are feeling this way. A lot of people are going through, um, you know, just similar similar emotions tied to life right now. Yeah, and I just want to read the other part because it says, I think it'll just kind of like ring a bell in people's minds. Um, it says, part of the danger is that when you're languishing, I'm just going to say languishing, that's it. You might not notice the dulling of delight or the dwindling of your drive you don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude you're indifferent to your indifferences when you can't see your own suffering you don't seek help or even do much to help yourself even though you're not even if you're not languishing you're probably you probably know people who are understanding it better can help you and them so um this is like this was coming from Adam Grant, New York Times. So he's basically saying um, it's a common shared thing, and it could, he says, it could give us socially acceptable, okay, I can't speak, and it could give us a socially acceptable response to how are you. We always say, how are you, and everyone goes, good, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Instead of saying great or fine, imagine if we answered, honestly, I'm languishing. It would be a refreshing foil for toxic positivity, toxic positivity the quintessentially american pressure to be upbeat at all times which is like absolutely insane like mm-hmm. that is like the exact feeling that i have like i especially through social media there's always this like toxic positivity that's like exactly it like you want to be positive all the time and i think like pushing yourself to be positive all the time leads to being this yeah <laughs> for me yeah i mean it's funny there's definitely a on social media a need or like people feel like they need to be so positive on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people say is, you know, the downfall of social media is that it is generally a a reel or a, you know, photos highlights. of people's highlights. It's not their low lights. It's not when things suck. It's not when things are hard. People are primarily posting when or they're only posting when things are good right. and sharing the really positive things. I think that's just kind of a good thing to talk about and like mention because I'm feeling it. I don't think, I don't know if you are, Mm -hmm. but I know a lot of people are and it's just kind of like something to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like we've talked about on other episodes, 
when you're feeling things or if there's things you want to do more or do less, like taking a step back to learn and educate more is just going to help you. I think when it comes to emotions, it's going to help you feel that emotion a little better and a little differently. Yeah. And, you know, rather than just saying like, oh, I feel like crap. Oh, I have no motivation. Like now you can look at it in a different light and say, oh, this is actually what's going on. Let me try and think of or let me try and figure out some solutions or things that I can do to help me feel a little differently, to help me tackle this rather than just let it overcome me. Yeah. So I put on my story, um, I wanted to know what you guys thought true happiness was. So we were going to talk a little bit about like what is happiness, what makes us feel happy, what's like true happiness to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I was listening to another podcast episode with the Skinny Confidential and they were talking about the argument as to why this is a myth and why, or um, I'm going to read it. They were talking about how many have been, many, okay, start over. Somebody needs some caffeine, <laughs> I think. Have, have been told that we are enough and to love ourselves the way we are. And like, that's like happiness. Like that will give you happiness. And they mm-hmm. talk about, they like sit down to make the argument about, how that's a myth and why we cannot truly be happy without striving to be more. And I just thought it was like super interesting. And it brought me to the episode of like, we should do an episode of what is happiness to people. Is that true? Do people really feel like, you know, we are enough and loving yourselves the way you are is going to bring you happiness or do you have to strive for more at all times? And I I think the answer to everyone is different, but yeah, I just thought it was an interesting like thought. Yeah. I mean, when we were thinking about, you know, what Julie was talking about earlier with the languishing and kind of this, you know, gloom a little bit. It's like we're learning more about that emotion and what that means. Why don't we try and figure out and go a little deeper on what happiness is? Because that's, I think, at the end of the day, what we're all searching for. It's what we're all seeking. You know, I think, yeah, we want better jobs. We want more money. We want faster cars. We want better food. But what we're ultimately, I think, seeking with those material things is like the happiness that we associate them with. And if we don't take the time to think and understand happiness, then we're going to, you know, constantly be chasing something that we don't really understand or we don't really know what it is. Yeah, but what do you think about what they're saying? I mean, to me... Like, do you think you're enough to be happy? Do you think... Yes. You should love yourself the way you are today and that is enough. Like that's happiness to you. Like you don't need to, you know. So I think they're, the answer for that, I think to me, the answer is yes. If I love myself enough today, then I can be 100% happy. I don't think that's true for everybody though because I think people are different in how they're wired. Um, so like, when I think of me today, like I can love myself and not care about who I'm going to be tomorrow or in five years or 10 years. Whereas somebody else is wired to become happy because of the growth, because of the change, because of the potential. Is that me? (laughs) I don't know. You wouldn't be the first person that would come to mind for me on that, but really? I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I'm not well, sure. Well, because I don't know if growth necessarily makes you happy. I think it, yeah, like, I don't think growth makes me happy, but I think 
if, if I wasn't striving for something and I wasn't living my life, you know, to do other things and to grow and learn, like learning recently, like listening to podcasts and like hearing other people's perspectives and that stuff is like one of my favorite things to do recently because I feel like yeah. I'm learning and then I feel like that makes me grow. Mm-hmm. So, and that does make me happy. But I think if there wasn't any of that, then like what would be the point? Like what would, you know, I guess like, you know, love and that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, what, you know, that does well, make sense to me that it's not, that it is a myth and that like you do need to like grow and you can't just be like stagnant with happiness. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I know, you know, you did the comment box on this that a lot of people wrote in about. And one of the things that was not, I mean, was consistent with a handful of people writing in, like being in the moment is when people are most, like experience happiness the most. And to me, if you're in the moment, you're not thinking about the future or growth or change. You're just there like being and content with like that moment of time. And like, mm-hmm. I think I tend to agree with that, like um, that way of thinking that, you don't always need to be, uh, you know, striving to be more. You don't need to be striving to be better. You don't need to be like, you need to love yourself first, I think. And that's mm-hmm. where happiness stems from. And I, I know I quote or reference TikTok a lot, <laughs> but there's this one account. I cannot remember what it's called. You follow it? I think so. But the guy goes around and he's recording outwards and he just asks people, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And it's funny just the different answers he gets. You know, like, ho- like is this like on the streets, like yep. strangers? Yeah, strangers. He just walks up to people and um, are you happy? And you can imagine the array of answers he gets. You know, some people just give him the finger and get out of my face, walk away, leave. <laughs> so they're not very happy. They're not very happy. <laughs> But you can, you know, you can just imagine the scenarios, you know, throughout the course of your day, if somebody were to ask you, are you happy? And, you know, there's one um, post from this account that I can think of. He walks up to the back of a landscaper's truck. And I would say this guy is probably the guy that he's like asking, are you happy to? He's probably, I don't know. 50 or 60 years old and you know he's wearing torn up jeans a tank top shirt you know he's been outside working all day he's covered in dirt and mud and he walks up and says are you happy and i think from like an outside perspective what makes this tiktok so good is everybody looks at this and says oh he's going to say he's not happy and then the guy replies yeah i'm very happy mm-hmm. i'm out here i'm getting paid i get to work outside in the fresh air and I know that I get to bring a paycheck home to pay, to feed my kids. Yeah. And like, to me, that's so moving because like what makes that guy happy is simple, not simple, but it's, it's easy. It's like, you know, he, he's not striving to, you know, buy his kids Lamborghinis. His goal is to feed his kids, and he's accomplishing that. Therefore, he's happy. He feels like he's being, you know, the dad that that he wants to be, and that's happiness yeah. to him. Well, and, like, it's simple. I think happiness is really, like, a feeling. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about this a lot with our friends. So, we, you know, we have this group of four of us, and we all have very different jobs. Mm-hmm. We talk about, like, some people who we think have jobs that maybe 
wouldn't fulfill us yeah makes them less happy but then we also are like they're probably way happier as humans than we are because we like i don't know because sometimes we work too hard and we do these things but we're not going to change it no but at the same time we're like something that's more simple and like the fe- they have the feeling of happiness a lot more mm-hmm. than somebody who's maybe striving for more yeah which means you know happiness is different to everybody yeah it, it's definitely different to everybody and as i was like writing down some notes for this episode i was thinking is happiness an emotion or is happiness a mindset well, maybe we and, can read some of the people. Yeah, I think the difference for me is like a mindset is your like almost fabricated to bring into every uh, situation, right? So if I'm deciding I'm going to be happy, then I'm deciding like what my mindset is going to be. Whereas if it's an emotion, then it w- is like a reactionary thing. Like this is happening, therefore I have this happiness emotion. So like if it's a mindset, it's more proactive. If it's an emotion, it's more reactive. Mm-hmm as happiness yeah if somebody were to come up to me i mean you can answer this too like you said in the tiktok and said are you happy Mm -hmm. i would like probably take a step back and think about like okay like almost take my body and look at my life up above and be like i i'm in a marriage that i love i'm Mm -hmm. you know have some wealth that i'm happy about i have family i have like all of the different like parts of life and i would probably be like yeah i'm really happy but like I think that's why it, like, depends on, like, what you mean by happiness. Because if you think about, like, certain moments, like, some people had said, like, um, sitting around the Christmas tree watching the Grinch. Yeah. That is a feeling you get that you remember from each year that you're like, I can't wait to do that because I just felt, like, at peace or something. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, yes, I would say I'm happy. I think, you know, it's a little bit of, like, how I'm wired. I'm wired to you know, generally be, I think, positive and, um, you know, I, I am happy. I think there are parts of my day to day where I, you know, curse a lot under my breath and am frustrated and in those moments unhappy, but I think about those moments. Yeah. When Julia tells me to do this, but (laughs) But yeah, I would say overall, like, yes, I am happy. I think there are, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm 80% of the time in a good mood? Or does that mean like, what? I mean, it's like what I was writing down, like happiness to me, like it's a feeling of peace. And, um, you know, I think there's a difference between like content and happy. I think a lot of us spend most of our days like being content, like things aren't bad, things aren't great, things aren't terrible, things aren't fantastic. Like we're all kind of, you know, somewhere in the middle um, unless, you know. Depending on the timing. Yeah, depending on the timing and depending on what's like. You know, on our wedding day, I'll probably be way to the happiness yes. side. You know, we were, what? If there's a scale. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of times, like, falling, you know, relatively down the middle, um, you know, somewhere along content. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. Like, if those are the two opposites, which I don't know if they are. But, and I know we've talked about... Um, 
you know, Brene Brown on here before. And one of her things is like living life, not seeking the extraordinary, but finding happiness in the ordinary. And in her uh, Netflix documentary, whatever it's called, you know, she talks about, um, you know, the, the little things in life, somebody laying on their deathbed, what do they miss? And it's not, oh, I miss my wedding day or, oh, I miss when I bought my new car. or Oh, like the big things that we think. People always say it was like the little stuff. I miss the laughter at the um, dinner table. Yeah. I miss sitting there on the beach with music in my ears. I yeah. miss like, you know, the the little moments. And th- that's what I wrote down. Like the little moments and the simple things to me are happiness. Yeah. Should we read some of the ones that, that folks wrote in? So a lot of them are different. And it's interesting. Like this person wrote feeling fully at peace and feeling gratitude independent of external forces. Mm. So like, what does that really even mean? Well, to me, because they put, um, independent of external forces, like that's a mindset. Like that person to me can control if they're going to feel happy or not based on, you know, taking a step back and saying in this moment, I'm going to show signs of gratitude. I want to like, so basically she's saying, no matter what's happening around you, she can feel... Yeah. That she can control, you know, her when she feels happiness. And, yeah. you know, if gratitude, which I think is great, is probably a big one for a lot of people, when they're feeling, um, you know, when they're having gratitude is when they're happy. Then one therefore she can says, control it. Not caring about external validation. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably a little bit of both. Like, like one part mindset, one part emotion there. Well, external validation meaning like, like is a wedding just fully external validation? Like why are, why are weddings the happiest moment of people's whatever? Because all of their favorite people are together and the day is fully about them. It's about people showing how much they love you, you know, externally other people telling you how great you are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think when I think about weddings I've gone to in the past, to me, it's like people are generally in really good moods. Mm -hmm. People probably have a little bit of a buzz and it's meant to be like a positive uplifting day and therefore it will be. And, you know, a lot of those days are some of like the most fun, happy feelings that I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think I think that's a different level of happiness than. One, I think what we're talking about or, you know, what that TikTok guy is looking yeah. for. So here's the difference between a lot of people. Some people wrote, cool, quiet mornings, drinking coffee, being around family, being around my dogs, feeling a sense of purpose. When it's crisp 70 degrees, the sun still makes you warm, pure serotonin. Totally. Totally mm-hmm. agree with all that. And there's another person that writes, setting a goal and working towards it slash completing it really contributes to my happiness. Yeah. So that's kind of like the two ends of like, you know, somebody who puts out a goal and they complete it like that is that makes me happy, too. And then you're you do feel like this, like sense of happiness where you're just like, yeah, I put something out there. I made it happen. It happened. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the meaning behind like there's just different forms of happiness to different people. Yeah, I think I mean, based on the fact of how we asked people 
what is happiness, what makes you happy, and you get such an array of mm -hmm. responses, people obviously think about happiness in a many different ways, right? I think you and I even think about it differently. These people are thinking about it, the responses in, But I think know, about it differently. Very like, different ways. Depending on the day and depending on the question. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I feel like you can't categorize it into, like, one thing because it's, like, there's a scale. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a scale. I think there's, you know, as we're talking about it, learning more about it, I think there's a difference between, like, happiness on your wedding day yeah. and happiness on work day. a work day, right? Like, they're very different, but can you be happy in both settings? Totally. This one says, hearing my dog crunch ice cubes because she loves them. <laughs> Amen to that one. There are a lot of things that Willow does that makes me happy. Yeah. A lot of things she does that makes me unhappy too. Yes. But that is, the dogs, dogs in general can give you pure joy. Yeah. I think of dogs like I think of children. Any of you people out there who have kids, I think of your dog, your children as kids. Oh. But it, there's like a level of innocence associated with like what they're doing mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, kids just seek joy, right? Like they just want to do something that's fun and playful and active and like yeah. dogs well, pretty much wrote, do too. Just waking up each day to my baby, he changed my life in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I think... I mean, yeah. That's something also like specific that only you can really understand if you have a baby, obviously, like everyone always says, like it changes your life. You look mm -hmm. at life differently. Your happiness is different, like stuff like that. And Yeah. Well, I think, and maybe this is something we should have thought of earlier, but it didn't hit me until this person wrote in about their baby. Yeah. But so much, I think of what drives happiness is um, perspective and life experiences. Like where you are in life. Yeah. Too. Well, so here's something I've been thinking about and maybe dealing with a little bit. So um, I guess I can just put it out there. Put it out there. So one of my brothers was, you know, borderline fat. Okay. okay. He's borderline fat. And he went through some no, things. Say overweight. <laughs> yeah. Overweight. <laughs> Well, he, okay. okay. Unless that's yes. what he says. I, yeah, I was going to say, okay. he definitely would call himself, or he would have called himself fat. He right. was very unhappy. Um, a lot going on. I'm not going to get into it. But I was down at the beach with him recently, and he takes his shirt off, and everybody compliments him now because he's lost 50 pounds. He looks significantly different than what he used to look like takes his shirt off, people give him compliments. I'm at the beach the same day, I take my shirt off, and people make jokes at me because I, I don't look like what I used to look like, you know, a couple of years ago, which would have been, you know, I was a, an athlete who was working out all the time, eating and training, and, like, my life has changed, so I don't l do the same things to look the same way I used to. Mm -hmm. Now, if you just stood us next to each other, you would say that I probably still look better than him. In the sense of like... Health and just physical body image. But because of like my experience of where I came from to be there, I now have to look at myself in a negative light. Yeah. Whereas where he was and where he came from, now it's like put in this like positive position. Yes. And... 
so that's a long-winded way of saying like experience and like perspective and life events I think has a big uh, impact on happiness and how you perceive certain things. And your hap- everyone's happiness is different. That's 100%. Like, like his happiness, what changed, you know, he has a reason to be extremely happy from where he was. And yeah. maybe yours is going the other way because of where you were or something. Yeah. So like you're ha- But at the same time, you're comparing two of the same types of happiness. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I think, so an easier way to think about it, right? Go find a homeless person on the street and give them $100. What is their reaction going to yes. be? Go find Mark Cuban and give him $100. What's his reaction going to be? Right, totally. And it's Great like example. the exact same, like... Idea. Idea. Like, I just gave you $100. Yeah. Like, different perspective. Different person, different, lives, different perspective. Yeah. Like, you know... But the happiness level. And like the... You, ha- give, you, give, you give the homeless, homeless person, person it takes... Yeah, he's going to be he's very happy. So happy. Mark Cuban's going to be like... You know, you can keep that. You can keep this. I don't need that. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Again, like a different point of view on happiness and. Right. You know. So this person wrote, um, not one. Okay. You have to think about this because it's taking me a little bit to understand, but not wanting to be anywhere else in place slash time, even if it's just a split second. Does that make sense to you? Read it again. Not wanting to be anywhere else in place and time, even if it's just a split second. So I'm just kind of thinking of like when you're in a really, when you're in a moment that's really happy, like let's say you're with your family and you're laughing mm-hmm. and you're like, this is, this is happiness. Um, and you don't want to be anywhere else, even yeah. if it's just for that one minute, you'd rather be there for one minute than be anywhere else for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. I think that's like what they're trying to say. Yeah. Like that is the feeling of being happy. Um, I remember a few years ago, like maybe like six years ago now or five years ago, being at the beach and I was on the, near the ocean with my mom and my aunt and we were talking, I was like, so at that point in my life, anxiety to me was like how fast time was going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really enjoyed, I loved those weeks at the beach with my entire family because it was my extended family and I looked forward to them all year. And then it came. And as soon as it came, I was like, okay, this is going to be over so soon. I can't enjoy this because it's, I know it's going to be over and I'm going to be really sad. Yeah. And I remember us sitting on the beach and I was telling them that feeling I had. And my aunt and my mom and I were all like, all right, let's close our eyes. Let's just like remember this feeling for like 10 seconds. We were like silent. We were just like taking in the exact moment. And now I remember that forever because I remember when it did pass by, the feeling that we like tried to like soak in was like stuck with me. Yeah. And in like, in like a good and a bad way, I think, because I was like, wow, you're right. That really did go by really quickly. Look what we tried to do. We tried to like soak in this moment and it still just like flies by no matter what. But I also had that memory of like trying to like be in the moment and soak in like the happiness feeling. Yeah. I feel like I'm relating it to what she's saying about like, if you have that feeling where you don't want to go anywhere else and you're happy in this moment, even if it's just for one second, like that's happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, we should have talked about this on our harsh realities because, like, moments and time are fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going. One moment you're living it, the next moment, like, it's gone, you know? Like, um, and I I think the point you bring up, though, is a good one of understanding that what's going on and 
knowing that moments in time are fleeting is driving anxiety. Therefore, you're like, I'm sitting at the beach. I want to take one minute to soak in. Without to the like, anxiety. Without the anxiety and just try and feel calm and feel happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the takeaways to me from like this episode is like, you have to be proactive about taking steps of things you want to do and things you want to try and you know, things that you think will help make you happy, yeah. right? Because I think, like I said earlier, that happiness is like what we're all chasing. And defining what that happiness looks like for you is different than what it looks like for me, which is different than the hundred other people. But we can all take steps towards like our own happiness. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote in one that I feel like this is something that I love so much. And like, this is something I would think about when I'm old that I will miss when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. She wrote crisp end of summer, early fall drive, driving through golden hour with the windows open. Mm. Can we have early, country, can we have country music on? Early fall, like the smell, the scents, the pumpkins, all that stuff is like, something I will miss when I'm gone. Like that is something that, or like, you know, people will say like, you know, you will, food is something that people would miss Yeah. when they die. Like that's happiness. Like some of that is happiness. And that's true. Like your senses are mm-hmm. like also forms of like happiness, which yeah. you like take for granted every day. Yeah. Being able course. to taste, smell, feel, hear. Like those are things that like, if you couldn't hear the sounds of birds in the morning, maybe that's something you would be like, that is true happiness, but you don't realize it because you get it every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's funny when you're like saying that and the person writes in like a a crisp fall morning, windows down, golden hour. Like, I feel like I can be in that moment right now while I'm sitting here at my kitchen table. Like, Like, I know what that feels like. I know what that is. Yeah. And then when we're at the beach and it's like a beautiful morning and we're just sitting on the couch and I say to Julia, let's go for a drive, put the windows down. And you say no. Okay. What but, are you looking at? Well, I'm going to read this long one oh, right. that okay. somebody yeah. wrote I was in. like, we have something else to do. I yeah. forgot. Okay. <clears throat> so. Me... Okay. Can I just read like a few quick ones just so like people can get a gist of. Yeah. I'm just going to go through a few. Like this one person says, lazy days with my favorite person. Mm. Feeling deeply loved and supported. It's a great feeling. Being at peace with my body and mental state. It's a hard one. Not wanting to be anywhere else. Oh, I already read that. Um, a killer tan. Mm. Nice. Me too. And I'm a teacher, so seeing my students grow in my classroom filled with joy and laughter. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. You can uh, continue talk about yeah. the one we want. I feel like read. the next time we talk about happiness, we need to get people to write in exact moments when they remembered feeling happy and as detailed as possible. Because a lot of, of yeah. these are kind of like... That's kind of what I wanted, but it was hard to ex- yeah. express like what I wanted people to write in. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's one thing to like look back and be like, oh, when was I happy? And I think that honestly, that, this may be bad, but I think that's why a lot of people say my wedding day was the happiest day of my life. they remember it. Well, they remember it, but they also feel like they should say that. And like, I don't know, our wedding day is coming up. If I look back and say, like, no, that wasn't the happiest day of my life. Like, am I a bad husband then? Like, I don't know. And obviously, we haven't done it yet, so I don't know, like, what that day is going to look like. But what I'm saying is all these people are, um, like, they're bringing up really good points. But 
I think the specificity of some of these writings would be helpful, right? Like mm -hmm. rather than Why a fall drive with the sunroof open and the windows down, yeah. like more detail, what music was on, where were you driving? Who else yeah. was in the car with you? Yes. And did you actually in that moment say, oh, I'm happy? Mm -hmm. And because I think looking back, it's one thing to be like, like you're you're the ghost looking back saying oh i was happy in that moment right there but in that moment did you actually say wow i'm really happy like there's a difference there to me i can tell you one let's hear it uh i remember when this is gonna get a little you know tmi but not tmi when i you came home it was like maybe the first week that we met or like mm. maybe the first month that we met and yeah. we were driving I don't, I guess it was end of summer maybe. Yeah. And we were driving and we decided to get in the car and go drive to like Marsh Creek, like one of the parks near us. Mm. And we had all the windows down and I stood up or I like put my whole body out the window and I took my top off and I was just like yeah, riding around. I mean, we were kind of just met, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, let me just, let's just, we were just excited and we like, we're just driving. It was just the two of us yeah. and the windows were down and I was just like. I don't care what happens, yeah. who sees me, whatever. Like, it was just like a happy moment. Yeah, and I think, moment. yeah, I mean, I now that you mention it, I can remember that moment. Yeah. I don't know in that moment if I was happy, though. I mean, I was happy, okay. but it's like, I don't know if I was like, I'm experiencing happy in like. You don't have to, you don't have to like identify with it. Well, I think you do, though. I think you do. But I remember be being, I remember feeling like. I was having a great time. I was ha like, that was a happy Yeah, time. it was fun. It was good. It was like, I agree. But I'm saying sometimes I think it's useful to like, I'm at the beach or I'm in the car. Like I need to take a deep breath and be like, this is happiness. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, all you're doing then is remembering, mm -hmm. right? You're remembering that drive, but on that drive, you didn't sit there and say, I'm happy. Like yeah. you're not acknowledging that emotion. Yeah. Right. You're just letting it go. And then remembering what it was like. That's a different thing than I'm experiencing it. Let me take a picture of it in my mind yeah. and be in that moment. This is actually somebody who wrote in. They sent us an email. Um, it's pretty long. I think I can read the yeah. whole thing. It's, it's very interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. A lot of um, perspective. So, okay. Here's one that somebody wrote in. I was talking about this with a friend a couple of months ago. First off, quick side note. Good for this person for talking about it with a friend. Yeah. I think this is one of those conversations that is like hard to talk about with friends or family or anybody, but Good. awesome. Do it. Make a conversation of it. I was talking about this with a friend a couple of months ago amidst, amidst talk of the pandemic and just broad topics in life. I remember saying that for all of the happy moments that I have in my memory, my mind almost goes blank. It doesn't absorb things the way that my brain does when I'm experiencing a negative emotion, when I'm upset or angry over something. I have a psych degree, so naturally this was super interesting to me, and it was one of those realizations that kind of happened in the moment. I think with negative emotions, we, or at least I, tend to linger on them longer, ponder them, and try to get to the bottom of them, presumably so we can avoid them in the future. Can we pause? Sure. Because it's long. We should talk about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so true. When I'm thinking about like all the negative things I think about throughout the day, all the anxious thoughts, how much time do I spend or anyone mm -hmm. spend 
thinking about those thoughts yes. and, the, and how come negative thoughts mean so much more to us than positive thoughts. Yeah. Like that is her whole point, which I think when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for bringing that up. Cause it's like, yeah, wow. I, it's such a good point. I mean, think about the last time something bad happened and how long you lingered on it or let it sit and you just baked in the negativity. I had never questioned my happiness because why would I question a good thing? Especially after the past year and a half we've had. Side note, love the post that you shared about languishing. Kind of pulls it all together. But obviously this all differs from person to person, but I think for me that level of analysis and introspection is only present for the negative, which is probably why I've been so in my head this past year or so. I find myself in neutral or negative emotions more often now with happiness so fleeting and elusive that it's almost hard to recall even happening. Anyway, back to what I was saying, trying to say about happiness. My mind just goes blank, and as someone who loves to write, I find myself reconstructing things from my imagination more than my memory. Writing a scene I made up versus one that I experienced. I remember things like laughter and sunshine and maybe who I'm with, but the details of those moments really slip away, and all I can truly remember is joy. I very, very, very rarely find happiness in big events. I'm not married, so I can't speak to things like that. But when I look back on times when I remember being truly, purely, and simply happy, it's the little patches of life, like driving with my sisters in the summer, listening to our favorite songs, or laughing really hard over something with my best friends. And I don't remember the songs or whatever we were laughing about, but I do remember the feeling. I could talk about this for ages. I think this is so interesting, and I can't wait to listen to the episode. So that's... That was the whole email, right? The whole email. And this person obviously has thought about this and I think brings up really good points. Yeah. I mean, just the whole thing about, um, you know, the negative emotions and how they linger compared to, you know, the positive, the happiness, how they're they're fleeting and they seem like smaller moments, Mm -hmm. um, I think is such a good point. Yeah. Um, It's interesting how she talks about you know, not remembering a ton of the details. Um, Which is like what you were just saying. Yeah. You're like, I don't remember if I was happy in that moment where I was saying that I felt like that was a happy moment, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know if that's necessary. I don't think it's good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, there are certain parts of the details that I don't think matter, right? Like what I think that that does matter though is like remembering the feeling, the mm-hmm. detail of what does that actually feel like? Yeah. How do you explain it? And yeah. I don't know. That that email was one that uh, when it came across and Julie and I both read it was like, wow, this is um, really... Yeah. Introspective. Yeah. I think things that we all kind of think about, but it's hard to like words. So I think we really appreciated her like... Trying to put yeah, it into words. Yeah. Did she write her name at the end? She did. What was her first name? Rebecca. Rebecca. I think. Yeah, okay. Rebecca. Yeah. It was um that was good. Yeah, I think that's really important and it just kind of pulls it all together. Yeah. So no, what's it happiness? D- definitely does. I think um you know, it's funny we always try Julie and I don't watch the news. We refuse to watch the news because we, we feel like they places. we get it through other places. Um but we, when we do watch the news if we're somewhere and they have it on, we feel like we're we get depressed because it's usually bad news because they linger on the negativity. And I feel like that's happening in our lives more and more often. Like we are lingering with the negativity 
and trying to make a shift towards hanging out with the positivity, hanging mm-hmm. out with the happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's something I and we and everybody need to be more intentional about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like going forward, everyone can practice kind of remembering when you're in a happy moment mm-hmm. and not like forcing yourself to remember because like if you're, if you're in a moment where you're just like feeling happiness and you're laughing a ton and like, don't like stop yourself to yeah, be like, Oh, this course. is happiness. But if you have a moment of like, you're feeling really happy and you're kind of like on the outside and you're watching and you can like say to yourself like, wow, this is a happy moment. And like, that is what life is about. Like, that is what yeah. the happy moments are. And they need to be greater than the negative moments because with happiness comes sadness and that's always going to happen no matter mm-hmm. what. There are always going to be happy days. There are always going to be sad days, happy things, sad things, all the emotions like that is never going to end, but making an emphasis or putting an emphasis on happiness and happy moments will, I think, lead to like living a happier life. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's all give it a go and we'll come back in a couple months and talk again about happiness. Yeah. Okay. Kind of as we talked, this episode uplifted my mood. Mm, Okay. I don't know. You were in a pretty bad mood. No, I was not. You were just being mean. We're going to go try and be happy. We're going to go be happy, everybody. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. Um, follow our Instagram at love that for you pod if you guys aren't already because, you know, we're working on that. So um, that is it for this week, and we will see you next week. See you, everybody.